before we get to the bad news with Tech Baseball, we're going to focus on some good news first. Joe Toussaint, this is a huge recruit for Grant McCaslin. This is the sixth guy that he's gotten on campus. Sixth guy he's offered that he's gotten on campus. And he it is also the sixth guy who's committed to Texas Tech. Grant McCaslin is now six for six when getting guys on campus. And the women's program, Kirsten Gerlich, is also, I don't know, six for six, but she's 100% this offseason while getting people to campus, which is a massive, massive compliment to our facilities and everything that we have going on on campus there. It's, it spells a lot of good things for the future. And Joe Toussaint, he's a guard. Last season with West Virginia, was a down year numbers-wise for him. He averaged 9.4 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists, but he only shot at 37.4% from the field. He was 32.7% from three, so he's over 30% there, and he's a good free-throw shooter, just a bit under 80%. He was pretty well over 80% two of his previous three years, obviously. He played at Iowa for the first three years. He's a fifth-year senior, and I told y'all, he's or he's six-foot, um, and I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, hopefully Grant McCaslin could capitalize on saw some of Bob Huggins' errors, and he has in a big way. Beats Kansas State, beats his longtime co-worker Jerome Tang out for a guy. And it seemed like Kansas State was pretty confident that they had Tucson. It seemed like it may have been a done deal. And you can... You can have your imaginations run wild on to why Tucson is now in Lubbock and going to Texas Tech on why he flipped last minute. And I know some concerns are he got paid. You're just getting a guy who's doing it for the money. I I kind of disagree on that one. He spent three years at Iowa. Then he went to West Virginia to play for a Hall of Fame coach was willing to play a second year there, even though he had a free transfer. They they had a fine season last year, not a great season. He was willing to commit to play for Bob Huggins again, a guy who coaches pretty hard. And instead of that, Bob Huggins, and it was Bob Huggins' own fault, and West Virginia fans, West Virginia fans blaming players for transferring out, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. Your coach makes two errors. This is all on Bob Huggins, why Toussaint's leaving. Toussaint would have stayed if something insane didn't happen with his coach. If his coach wasn't an idiot and decided to drive at three times the legal limit, then Toussaint would still be in West Virginia. I think that this guy, he seems like a guy that's committed. He seems like a guy that is bought in, that's willing to be coached, and he's a fifth-year senior. He has a year of experience in the Big 12, which I think helps massively. Another side to this is just his play style. And this is a big deal. It's going to go along with what I talk about here in a minute with Tyler Perry. Toussaint is not a ball-dominant guard. He's a good defender. He focuses more on defense. He's a fine shooter. He can get you points. He can get you he averaged 21.8 minutes per game. He was averaging up, up, upwards of 17 minutes per game with Iowa. He's going to be a guy that can play with Pop Isaacs. 
Pop Isaacs is going to want the chance to have the ball in his hands, take some shots, and really be a floor general. And Toussaint's a guard that can come in and play with him right away. On the, sec- on the flip side of all this, there's been some talk from Kansas State fans haven't exactly taken it that well. Tyler Perry sent out a tweet saying LOL. And some Kansas State fans are saying he's in it for the bag or he got paid too much. We don't want somebody like that. And as I just explained, if it's a guy who's on his third coach in three years, I get that. But a guy who's willing to be with two coaches for five years until something crazy happened, I don't really put much stock in that. But another one is Grant McCaslin beat out Jerome Tang. And Jerome Tang's been doing really well on the recruiting trail. He got Perry. He got Kaluma. Both of which were tech targets. Kaluma maybe a bit more. But I saw some people saying that Kansas State got two of the three that we were in a recruiting battle for. And I kind of disagree with that. I'm not saying that it was one or the other. But I do know, and this is really the only time that I would that I have inside info. And, you know, there's people that do recruiting for a living that you can go go to their sites and they'd have more info on it. I'm not saying that it was one or the other, but I do know from Pop Isaac's point of view, that was a concern. You know, do you want two point guards that want to be ball dominant that want to average over 30 minutes per game? Or could that create a problem for you? And it seems like McCaslin chose Pop Isaac's And if you would have asked me straight up for one year, would you rather Tyler Perry this coming year or Pop Isaacs? I'd probably lean Tyler Perry, but you could really go either way on it. But when you consider that Pop Isaacs has three years of eligibility left, probably isn't the ideal draft pick for an NBA team at this point of his career with his height. Not saying that he's not going to get a chance in the NBA. Not saying that he can't have a great season and possibly go this year. But it's, it's unlikely. It's more likely that you're getting multiple years with Pop Isaacs. And I think that Grant McCaslin definitely made the right decision there. Now, just to round things off with basketball, Toussaint's commitment means that you have 13 scholarship players. You're full on the roster for next year. It's okay. Everybody can breathe. I know there was a lot of concern about McCaslin in late April and May and even some in June. But he has put together a really, really solid offseason. An incredibly solid offseason. And there was kind of the world is ending when Jalen Tyson announced he was transferring. And then he went out and got a guy who's a good replacement, maybe a better fit for the culture. A guy who, yes, is on his second coach in two years, but he's taken a step up. Jalen Tyson, for the most part, going from the Big 12 and a good program in the Big 12 to Cal in the Pac-12, and not a great Pac-12 program, took a step down. So did AMAC. It's a, it's a really solid offseason. It's a sign of things to come, and you were never going to get the top-level guys this year. You really weren't coming off of this season. But I think with the arena that you were playing in for this transfer portal, you did really, really well. Grant McCaslin had a very, very solid offseason. And I'm not saying that the baseline is to make the NCAA tournament now, but Texas Tech fans should definitely expect, or the goal should definitely be to make the NCAA tournament. 
I still think this roster is clearly a long way off from the top of the Big 12. I don't think you're going to compete with Kansas or Baylor this year. But to get to have a chance to get back into the tournament after the disaster that the last season was, to get rid of Mark Adams, to start a new era, and be able to start it with a roster that is capable of getting to the tournament and a coach that knows how to win games and build a program, this could be really big. And I kind of go back to soccer sometimes. Uh, Manchester United, when Sir Alex Ferguson left and they went to David Moyes, the big thing is after their first season, which was a disaster under him, and they switched managers, was they have to protect their brand and get back to the Champions League and finish top four. And they did. The big thing with Texas Tech right now is protecting the brand that you've built and get back to the turn. The brand seemed a bit tarnished after Beard left, and Adams, to his credit, did save that. He did save that. You were a three-seed again in the Sweet 16, chance to go to the lead eight, nearly pulled it off. And that's kind of where I feel like Texas Tech is at. If you don't want to have to rebuild the brand that Tubby Smith, Chris Beard, and to extent Mark Adams – did such a good job while they were here, the first year, Mark Adams, did such a good job of while they were here to create that brand. If you want to preserve that, get only missing the tournament one year out of the last, what is it, six, seven NCAA tournaments is a great way to do that. And also, it's a sign that if McCasson can do this, if he can get to the NCAA tournament, get momentum back behind this program, then he will be able to compete at the top of the Big 12. He will be able to recruit, compete for recruits with the Baylors. Maybe not exactly on the same level as Kansas, but up there, he's going to be able to com compete with the Kansas States. Uh, there is no reason to think that this program is in anywhere but an upwards trajectory right now, and that is great to see. It's I expected, and I said this before, I didn't really expect much this season. was hoping they make the NCAA tournament. These last two recruits, I think, have changed it. And I think now the goal is to definitely make the NCAA tournament. And it looks like a very achievable goal at this point. And now for the bad news. Now that basketball looks like it's on an upward trajectory. And I was so high on this 2024 Texas Tech baseball team. The bad news. And credit to Red Raider Sports. This one, they had, they had the details on it basically Sunday morning. And it became official earlier today on Wednesday morning Mason Molina will be entering the transfer portal um, you can take your guess at where he's going people will have their hunches I'll I'll leave that to the people who actually did the work on this to to report it'll likely be an SEC school and this is a brutal blow there, there's no two ways around it just thinking about having Mason Molina and Kyle Robinson coming into this season Sounded like sounded like you were going to have a great one-two punch. Then with Zane Petty, Trenton Parrish, Jacob Rogers, um, Jack Washburn behind him, it sounded like you were going to have some real depth in starting pitching. And Pre Parrish could move to the bullpen. Rogers can move back to the bullpen or be a weekday, week midweek guy. But this is a brutal blow. This one... Mason Molina was very possibly going to be the preseason Big 12 pitcher of the year. 
And he struggled in the middle of the season for Texas Tech, but he had a great finish to the season. Pitched great against UConn. Pitched really well in the Big 12 tournament and down the stretch for Texas Tech and against Kansas. And we lost a few games that we should have won where he was pitching and pitched lights out like Kansas, Kansas State. Both of those Friday or Thursday for Kansas and Friday for Kansas State. But both of those series openers and... Man, this one, this one is rough. And I don't think it's the end of the world. I will say that. You still have Kyle Robinson, who you feel good about. I think everybody feels pretty good about Zane Petty. That we're going to need Zane Petty to go a bit deeper into games than he did as a freshman. And that's kind of the normal progression that you would expect. You have Jacob Rogers, who came on very strong at the end of the year. You're going to get Jack Washburn back. Trenton Parrish was a guy that battled really well for you as a Sunday starter and actually moved into a Saturday starter role. So I'm not saying that it's the end of the world for Texas Tech baseball, but this is a big concern. And when Dylan Carter transferred, I kind of saw that coming. He may get passed up. It's his last season. Wants to go somewhere that he can get regular time. He wasn't a great bat in the lineup. He was very good defensively. So I thought, ah, it's kind of a loss. I don't think it's that big of a loss, especially if Harrelson can develop into a really solid center fielder over the offseason. But this one with... the And then Hudson White, obviously. My concern was I he wasn't a great catcher. I don't think the stats actually support that he was a horrible catcher. He was a great bat, but you kind of knew Kevin Bazell could move there with Ava Sanders coming in to third base. And we also got that guy from Gonzaga who can play third. So I don't believe that it's that big of a loss when Hudson White left and when he went to Arkansas, which maybe that's where Molina goes. And people were saying, oh, it's because of NIL. It's because of NIL. He's getting paid. We can't compete with him. I didn't really buy into that at that point because I kind of thought that maybe Hudson White just didn't have a solid role that would get him drafted at Texas Tech. And then when you go to, but when Mason Molina, who is going to be your Friday starter, who would be a Friday Friday starter on probably just about any Big 12 team, transfers, likely to go to SEC, you realize that we really are behind in the NIL department for baseball. Now, we don't have a bad NIL. We have a better NIL than most. But if you want to keep these top-level guys, it has to step up a bit. It has to step up a bit. And I'm not saying Mason Molina is definitely 100% gone or anybody knows exactly where he's going. But this is just a brutal blow to lose a guy like this. And as I said before, your starting pitching still is probably going to be okay. You'll probably bring in another pitcher now. But, man... You're gonna have. You may have to rely on a freshman to have a breakout season or something like that, or Zane Petty and Jack Washburn to both have good years to make up for this. And Kyle Robinson, I know Kyle Robinson pitched really well, and I'm a big fan of his. He's only a sophomore, and he's looks really good, looks very promising for this season. But he also Mason Molina was the only guy that really proved he could be a starter for the full season for you. I know Parrish came in towards towards the middle to end of the year, and Robinson was really towards the end. He was kind of the last roll of the dice in the Big 12 tournament. That pitched really well for you, then proved it against Florida. So we're going to need to see that version of Kyle Robinson on Friday nights this season 
or Saturday nights, whichever one he pitches, for us to really be a contender to be a national seed. However, there are some good news in tech baseball. Some slight. Uh, it's it's tough to say good news when you have a player like Mason Molina leave, but there are some good news. The uh, Kyle McDan Kylie McDaniel came out with his final top 300 MLB draft rankings. Uh, J- Justin Abodaka, and I'm very sorry if I mispronounce that name. He does a lot of great work covering tech baseball and recruiting. Um. He retweeted it, pointed out the tech guys in here. Miles Naylor, uh, incoming freshman at 116. Austin Green, who may actually get drafted or may actually not come back for his, se- his senior season now, is at 147. Mac Howard, 185. Landon Stripling, 246. TJ Pompey, 300. The two takeaways I have from this, and I'll start with the incoming catcher um, that we have. He's not on that list. He wasn't at the Combine. So that's good news that you may be adding a new catcher, a very talented catcher. And then Brandon Beckel is not on that list, which I thought after the season, there's no way this guy's coming back to Texas Tech. This guy's going to the draft. You get a lot more leverage coming out in your junior season. He just had a great junior season. Brandon Beckel, there is now a real chance may return to Texas Tech. He's not really listed in many of these rankings, and I didn't think that he would come back. I, I, I don't have any insider info on it, but it's starting to look like Brandon Beckel may actually come back for his last year at Texas Tech. He, he, if you get him back and lose Molina, I think you'd prefer to have Molina. I think a starter is more valuable than a closer, especially your number one starter. But that would be a heck of a consolation prize if Brandon Beckel ends up back in Lubbock next year and it's a real possibility at this point and just to touch on some football news a bunch of DBs committed it's nice to see that we're getting stronger on that end of the ball and also Anthony Beckel Roman he announced he will be going to Arkansas he had Tech in his final two Tech apparently felt it it was looking good for him and then he went to Fayetteville last and Arkansas beats them out. <laughs> they got Hudson White from us. They got Beckel Roman from us. And who knows if they're going to get somebody else from us, unfortunately. But still, solid solid recruiting class. But this makes the Micah Hudson one more important. Your wide receiver recruits, if you don't get one of those three, if carry on Beckel Roman and Hudson, if you go 0 for 3 on them, I think that's a brutal blow. You were thinking we can go two for two, two for three on these guys, maybe even three for three. Now this makes the Micah Hudson commitment even more important for Tech to get. But that's going to do it for this one. Uh, really good day yesterday for Texas Tech basketball. Really, really brutal day for Texas Tech baseball. And football still looking quite on track right now. But that's going to do it for this one. Uh, If y'all will give us a five-star review, uh, subscribe. If you don't like it, if you don't want to give it five stars, don't give it worse than a five-star rating. Just tweet mean things at me at JacksonBig12, at JacksonBig12. You can can DM me mean things. Much prefer that. Uh, But that's going to do it for this one. I appreciate y'all listening. And uh, until next week.